You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. 30.1, more sass, more sass, five metres, trying hard second, don't tell me again. Milliewood to the outside, Locken of our jewels deeper, then soap opera, good boots, Bendy, they're into the home straight. More sass, the favourite, clear, margin seven metres, Milliewood gets to second, don't tell me again. Soap opera trying to force clear, but it's the favourite off and gone, more sass, and more sass is still unbeaten, more sass. More sass. More sass. Soap opera. Yeah, Shannon Price, we know she's got Sure Thing Captain, but she's also got more sass. This is a wonderful program at Menangle on the weekend. Three for three, more sass. There you heard Chris Barsby's broadcast by Sweet Lou. Uh, the mayor's name is Ideally American. Chris Barsby, good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Did she win that on the weekend? More sass, awkwardly drawn. Yeah, it's going to be a good test. There's no doubt about it. Hard to line several of these fillies up, Steve, because they're coming from... Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria. So it's going to be a very interesting challenge, but all you can do is win, and that's what she's done, as you outlined, three for three. So there's good Queensland representation down there. Uh, Ironclad steps out after winning the APG Gold Bullion final up here for Grant and Trista Dixon. Uh, Agent Black, he was able to take out his heat recently down there for Shane Graham. He goes around, and he'll start the favourite in that two-year-old Trotters final. And uh, Team Raboki have got more sass. They've got their stable star, Speak the Truth, making a trip to Sydney. Van Sank goes down some moment somewhere. So really good interest there from a Queensland perspective on today night. But as you outlined, all in all, it's a really deep card. Just before our next guy, first guest, Scott Miller's waiting patiently on the line with Magnificent Storm, Chris. Now, Rob Tomlinson, I just texted him yesterday, which I mentioned to you guys, yourself and Darren, that Magnificent Storm at this stage turns up in Brisbane for races on the 8th, uh, the 15th and the 22nd. Now, what would those three races be, Chris? Uh, the 8th, that is the Mr Feelgood. So that's a, a $50,000 free-for-all event over 2,138 metres. The Sunshine Sprint is the Group 1 mile feature of $200,000. That's July 15, July 22 is the Blacks of Fakes. So that's the Grand Circuit race over 2,680 metres. So they're the three races that Magnificent Storm will take. Lovely. And I shot him a text this morning just to say, well, is he going to run, you know, shortly? He said, yes, next Friday. Uh, we'll see okay. him run. Um, that is Magnificent Storm. But Scott Miller is with us. Scott, good morning. Yeah, morning. Uh, who did the, uh, the road trip to Sydney? Have you got the trip to Sydney or are you staying local? Uh, no, Shannon and I both went. Uh, normally, uh, I drive the truck down anyway. So, because it's only a short trip this time, uh, we'll be back home Sunday. So, I, I'll... Shannon and I will stay the, the whole time in Sydney. So a hit-run mission? Yeah, 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 we'll do a mission, hopefully. hopefully. Um, but, yeah, anyway, time will tell, I suppose. OK, let's talk about Speak the Truth. He makes the trip to Sydney, but uh, he's starting in a, in a normal race. Would have he have been eligible for that four-year-old race there on the cart? Yeah, he would have been eligible. Um, we did look at it. We did nominate him um, just... To sort of have it, see see what the go was uh, with horses eligible and that. Um, but probably the, the not the draw card there is that he would have had to race in a heat on the Monday and then uh, back up again on the Saturday night, and we would have to left home early and 
Um, you know, uh, so there was a lot of factors that sort of probably just didn't suit us um, and probably more didn't suit. You know, we didn't want the two-year-old silly uh, away from home for that long. So uh, we just thought, oh, we'll just bypass it. And then he was going to stay at home, but uh, it sort of gives us a good sort of lead-up. Um, he's never been away from home before, um, so it was just a good opportunity to take him down. No, not a pressure race. Uh, just to give him a look around Menangle and, uh, you know, obviously we're stabled at Menangle as well, so give him that sort of, you know, experience as well. Okay, so plenty of benefits there. How has he handled the trip? Yeah, yeah, no, good. Uh, we left home yesterday and we got down late yesterday afternoon. Uh, so far, so good. He settled in well. Um, he He's pretty good um, that way. He's sort of he's a good eater and a good drinker. So at this stage, he's um, he's happy enough, and um, yeah, it's just good to get him out of uh, where he's been for a fair while of his time. So um, yeah, we'll, and we're sort of looking forward to sort of seeing how he how he performs on on an angle. Yeah, and with reason. So just a little change up to his routine, making this little trip to Sydney. How's he come out of that uh, first up win? He was absolutely breathtaking first up, fifty one nine. Has he trained on since? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's trained on well since, and uh, we sort of, we, I mean, we obviously that uh, race sort of come up, and we aimed him for it, um, you know, when it was rescheduled to go. But um, yeah, no, he, um, like, he wasn't a hundred percent for that race. So, yeah, we that wasn't sort of, um, you know, we didn't expect to have him there as quick. So, um, you know, we expect a bit more improvement on him yet. But, um, yeah, no, he's come through all well. And, um, yeah, we just sort of poked him along. Uh, we sort of just got to pick his races out a bit. And, um, you know, he might have a quite a big next sort of three or four months. So uh, we sort of, you know, this was an opportunity where we could bring him down here, race him, go home, have another little bit of an ease up and then get ready for the patron's purse at Redcliffe the sort of the start of our carnival up there. Okay. Do you expect him to win on Saturday night? Yeah, yeah, I expect him to go really good. Like, uh, he's got a good draw. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a good, you know, you know, quite a solid race. Um, you know, some horses have been going some good times there. But, um, you know, we still expect him. He's, you know, he's a classy horse. So um, no matter what, um, you know, he'll, he'll handle anything. All right. Speaking of the, the Queensland constellations, fast approaching June 16, that's the patron's purse at Reckliff. Is, is that an option at this point? Yeah, that'll be his net. That'll be, he'll go into that race. Yeah, hopefully that's uh, his option. Yeah, he'll go go there. And then uh, we're sort of trying, hopefully, if he keeps performing well, he might get an invite to the Rising, the rising Suns. And that way, then we can miss the race the week before that. Um, because he'll have sort of, if he has to go in the week before that, that'll be three sort of really hard runs. Obviously, if he then qualifies, if he wins the the lead up race to the Rising Suns, then he'll go into the Rising Suns and then the Haydens the, the week after that. So it's quite a solid three weeks there. So we're sort of trying to uh, hopefully keeps performing and he gets an invite that'll. Uh, be a race that we sort of um, don't have to go into and then he can sort of have two races week in, week out um, without being overtaxing on him because obviously if you win the Hayden, you get in the Eureka. So, um, you know, and that's obviously our main aim is sort of, you know, the, the Rising Suns, the Hayden and then the Eureka. Okay, a couple of things to come out of that. 
firstly, with the patron's purse, do you expect at this point to be going up against Leap to Fame here at Redcliffe? Leap to Fame hasn't been to Redcliffe, but given that he missed that APG gold bullion with you one at Albion Park, do you expect Grant to sort of, um, you know, pay particular interest now to the patron's purse? Yeah, uh, like I'm not sure what Grant, um, Grant sort of, what his project is, uh, you know, with his horse. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why, you know, what happened, why he didn't start in the APG. Um, but, um, you know, so, you know, if he is, he is. If he isn't, he isn't. Um, you know, he's a he's a great horse. And, um, you know, but, you know, the, the most exciting thing for us in Queensland is that, you know, if our guy, you know, we've got a really good bunch of four-year-olds um, and, you know, obviously Leap to Fame is, is the benchmark that we've all got to catch, you know, so hopefully we can we can catch him, you know, and, um, you know, that's, you know, in our favour with, you know, our guys are better so light, so, you know, he, he's going to keep keep improving and keep getting better and better, so um, we just got to uh, keep him sound and keep him healthy and, um, you know, we'll... When we get to those races, if Grant draws better, well, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be a great shot. And hopefully, if we draw better and he draws worse, we'll be a good shot. So, um, plus, you know, you've got courses like Captain Shuffle, Danger Zone, um, Cat King Cole. So, you know, there's a great bunch of four-year-olds. So. And reading between the lines, you're looking forward to this challenge. Oh yeah, we always look forward to challenges like that. Um, you know, and um, you know, it's not, it's not. You know, it's sort of a challenge. It's sort of, um, you know, it's good just competition. You know, like it's great to, uh, you know, have horses of those calibre, you know, racing each other, and you know, what sort of brings crowds to the races, I suppose, to sort of see those sort of horses. Um, you know, I, you know, I, as I say, you know, Grant's horse is the benchmark, so uh, we haven't done what he's done. So, um, and you know, we're probably. No, still eight hundred thousand prize money behind him. So, um, you know, we've got to look after. You. We're going to look at him and think, well, we've got to get to that mark. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be. Uh, we'll probably be chasing him more than he'll be chasing us. Yeah, fair enough. The other one, uh, just speaking of the rising sun, has there been any interest, uh, any phone calls from RQ about an invitation? Uh, Shannon's had a few conversations with them, so um, I think you know, probably, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, we'll, we might know more, you know, um, obviously we can perform well here on Saturday night and win and, and go good time. Um, you know, there'll be another another help to us to get in. Um, as I say, we're not going to keep racing in week in, week out. So there's not going to be a great, you know, opportunity for him to, you know, keep proving himself because, um, you know, we're, we're not going to overtax him. He's going to have an overtaxing winter carnival as it is. So... And we want to look after him, you know. Obviously, after, you know, the Eureka, his plan will be the end of Dominion in Brisbane. So, um, you know, he's, he's sort of got a busy sort of year. So, you know, we're not going to just be punching him around just to, just to please people. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, bottom line, he's going to get a start in the rising sun. No two ways about it. Also in his race, there's some moment somewhere. Um, he's an old hat when it comes to Sydney. He performs well down at that track. He had a recent trial. He's going really well. Yeah, he trialled really well last um, last Friday, and um, you know we yeah we were bringing one down, so we just added numbers to the truck. So um, and he loves it down here. You know he likes the trip. He settles in well. Everything um, suits him. He loves the track here. He's got an awful draw on Saturday night, but that was expected. Um, so yeah, you know he's 
yeah, he's a lovely old horse. You know, he's going to be chasing. Um, you speak the truth on Saturday night, but you know, if he gets a good run into it and there's power, power of um, you know speed on, and and you know he might be, yeah, you know, he'll be definitely there. That's for sure. He'll he'll be running home somewhere. Okay. Uh, the Philly Moore Sats, three starts, three victories, lining up in this uh, gold bullion Philly's final. It's worth four hundred thousand dollars. How do you line up the form here? Because they're coming from near, far, and wide. Um, yeah, it's it, you know it's a bit hard to gauge on times and you know all the heats um, in uh, in Sydney and in uh, Melbourne and even in WA. You know they the winners were you know a dollar thirty five. You know so they you know they all got to the front and were able to do what they could and and uh, you know run home strong. So it's a bit hard to line up. Lucky that's not my department, so that's Adam's department. So I don't have to sort of worry about that. I just got to make sure that uh, she's right on the night. But um, yeah, you know, uh, definitely Nathan Jacks, um, Philly, uh, the one that uh, Jackie Gibson bred at Success Stud. You know, she seems to be um, probably the benchmark. Um, you know, she ran second in the in in Bathurst and sat in the death. Um, so and you know she went well in Melbourne the other day, even though you know they did go, didn't go overly hard early, but you know she got home well, and um, you know obviously the form's there. Um, our fillies won three from three, same sort of case. You know hasn't had to sort of battle anything too exciting yet, but um, you know I'm sure, um, yeah I'm sure she's up to them. Um, you know Saturday night's a terrible draw, but you know she. I do believe she is a better follower. Um, you know, she tracks speed well, well, uh, and she can pull out and she can sprint. So um, even on Saturday, no, I'm not overly concerned about the draw. You know, I think she'll just get in somewhere and hopefully a bit of speed on and, um, you know, she can be running home at the end. All right, well, fingers crossed there. And you've got the two trotters, one in Sydney, one in, uh, in at Albion Park on Saturday night. We man trouble at Albion Park, Van Sank in, in Sydney. Both should go good races. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, Wee Man Trouble is um, going to race on Saturday night. Uh, the boys are at home with him, so uh, you know he's just had a few little niggling things. So you know he might be scratching at Albion Park yet. But um, the uh, Van Sank, yeah, no, he he loves it down here. He you know he, he you know he likes coming down. He's a good road tripper, and he loves he loves Menangle Track um, and his trial. You know, the other week at Albion Park was really good, um, and he likes to be fresh. So um, I actually think he's, you know, he's a really good chance on Saturday night as well. Um, so uh, hopefully, with the right sort of run, he can power over over the top of them. Yeah, well, he's he's a bit like speak the truth. He's got a lot to look forward to over the next uh, six months or so because there's a lot of good races coming up for the Trotters, and I'm sure he's going to be amongst the action there. So. A lot to look forward to right across the weekend. Scott, as per normal, really appreciate the time. Best of luck. Thank you. There's Scott Miller joining us. So Team Rebogi with big numbers down there in Sydney on Saturday night. He mentioned Speak the Truth. They're, they're looking uh, at the patron's purse coming up at Rickliffe in June, mid-June, and then they're looking at the rising sun. We're starting to see more and more of our big guns here in Queensland venture back to the track. Darren Weeks has been back at the trial track with his stars lately. Cat King Cole, Delightful Lou, Speeches Silver. They trialled earlier this week. Again, this was their second trial. Darren Weeks joins us online now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Are they limbering up well? Yeah, we're happy with the progress so far. We've, yeah, the, the, the trials have been pleasing, yes. 
Okay. Cap King Cole's able to beat the line for Lou in the trial on Tuesday. 54-4 was the mild rate. How much improvement was there from trial one to trial two on Tuesday? Uh, yeah, she she did improve. She she improved the time and she improved in the way that she did it. Um, she she was quite comfortable in the trial. So yeah, we were really happy with the way she went. Okay, and you were happy with delightful Lou as well. Uh, yeah, delightful the, the Lou's just um, you know she's I don't know if she's a big trier or or what, but she's just uh, you know. I thought she was a bit better than what she's going, but she's still going well, but I'm just hoping that she improves at having a few runs. Okay. So with Cat King Cole, is she ready to go now or do you look at giving her another trial? Uh, well, we'll just see whether we trial her again or, you know, I think uh, we were probably looking at racing her within the fortnight, so uh, we'll just see how she, you know, gets... She seems to have got over the trial well, so we'll just see um, where we go from here, yeah. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong, but just looking at her at that trial uh, session there on Tuesday, and even from that first trial, she looks a lot bigger and thicker now. She's really filled into that frame that she had as a as a baby. W- would I be right in saying that? Uh, yes, definitely. She's uh, this time in. She's had what I would call a normal preparation and a, and a good preparation. Like uh, you know, she. She probably had one when before she raced as a two-year-old, and we had a dream run into all the, the early races with it. Nothing went wrong, but then, then everything started going wrong with her. So those, you know, the last races she had before she went out, we were just trying to sort of keep it together, and um, you know, she was racing with not a lot of work. So I think this time she's a lot stronger. She's, you know, she's she's really had a good prep. Okay, now I'm keen to find out the answer to this next question. As far as mapping a program is concerned, what are you looking at? Do you look at the four-year-old features? Do you look at the mare's features? Combination of both, or is it just one race at a time? Uh, pretty well one race at a time. We're just, um, you know, like Scotty, you're just discussing with Scotty, you know, there's such a great bunch of four-year-old colts and geldings. Um, you know, they're going to be really tough to race. Um, we 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 own a slot in the Hayden race, so that's obviously a target. Um, but you know, in saying that, if we think it's too hard and it's not going to suit her program, we'll you know we'll we'll look elsewhere as well. But um, you know, we'll just take it race at a time. And and there's a long time. I, I want to want her to race it. You know, to keep going for the four-year-old triad this year. I'd like to see her in that because that's a you know that's probably a very winnable race for her. So. You know, we'll just sparingly race her and pick our races and uh, hopefully keep it going for long, longer, you know? Okay. Uh, is she more than a miler? Uh, she's such a good short course horse and she can run fast time. But in, in your opinion, can she run out 2,100 and beyond no problem? Yeah, I can't see why not. You know, um, she works really strong at home and, and um, you know, you rarely get horses that can work as good as her. So... I don't think she's just a speedy miler. Like she's she's a very fast horse, but she does come back to you. Um, so you know she's there's no reason she couldn't you know take a sit on the good horses and still go very well. I think you know mm, it's probably a little unfair because she was so dominant as a two year old. Uh, she was always up the front, but uh, now she gets a little bit uh, older and she gets a bit deeper into the grade. You might get opportunity to drive her with a sit. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Like I say, against those good Colts and Geldings, you know, you don't want to be in front and having them hammer you the whole way. So, 
you know, obviously she she is a very good leader, but uh, you know, common sense has to prevail at some stage sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to with Cat King Cole. There's a lot of good mares races coming up as well. There is, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good mares races. So you know, we if she stays on the same track as as uh, she currently is on, you know, I, I can't see why she won't be competitive in anything she, that she races in, you know. Yeah, for sure. What about Speechy Silva? What did you think of his trial on Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a, um, you know, bugger of a trial. He, he went back at the start and then they got strung out like Brown's cows and then he, he ran home good. So, um, yeah, we're happy enough with where he, where he's at. I think we'll just start racing him maybe Saturday week. We'll start uh, nominating him and just race him in a bit of fitness now. So uh, he he's going well. It's just so hard when they come back on, on that sort of mark like he is. Like he's really deep into the other uh, grade, so it, it's difficult to sort of you know get them race fit because um, they just go so quick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it, it's um, you know the free for alls. They're they're sort of buggers of races now. They the you know they're leader leader dominated. Um, you know, turn it up. He. He only got to draw the front and he leads and gets an easy second quarter and then they run home in 53 or 54 and it's just a procession. But, um, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough for the horses that are just below those top ones. They sort of, yeah, they do it tough in that grade. Mm, no doubt about it. But he's fit and healthy at the moment, Speeches, Silver. Yeah, he's very well, very well. All right. Are you excited getting back to the races with these guys? Yeah, I am. Yeah, we've been away for a while, so um, it's good to get back. You know, especially with a few quality animals. So yeah, no, it'll it'll be good. Yeah. All right. You've produced some two-year-olds recently, Badlander Soap Opera. You're producing some nice stock for this year. Yes. Yeah. They were. We we got those two going early because they were in the the gold race, and uh, they Badlander made a mistake in the final, but his run was excellent. He would have been right in the finish, I think. Um, uh, and uh, the filly, she she just drew terrible and, and then didn't get a card into the race. So I thought I was disappointed when the draw come out because I thought we might have actually stretched Shannon's horse out a bit, but it wasn't to be. So I hope Shannon's horse goes good in Sydney on the weekend, so it'll give us a bit of hope. Yeah, absolutely. Have you got anything in mind with, with those two-year-olds? What are you aiming at with them? Uh, we were going to um, miss the breeders with Bad Lander, but, um, but he's... He was bucking around the paddock that much. We thought we'd better get him back in before he hurt himself. So uh, we'll line him up for the breeders, uh, keep him going. And uh, the other filly, she's New South Wales bred. So I'd, I'd like to sort of race in the in their breeders late in the year if we can, yeah. Okay. Well, a lot to look forward to. Good signs anyway. Uh, the A-team's back. Cat King, Cole, Speeches, Silver, Delightful Lou. Darren, really appreciate the time. We'll see you at Trackside. Will do. There's Darren Weeks joining us, so a lot to look forward to there with those horses from the Darren Weeks Kylie Rasmussen stable. Here's another one that's close to a return. I love this big mare. She is just a powerhouse, no question about it. Uptown Beach Girl. She was back at the trials here at Redcliffe last night. She was able to win that trial, as you would expect. The man that puts the polish on Uptown Beach Girl is Donnie Smith, and he joins us now. Donnie, appreciate the time. Uh, good morning, Chris. Was it business as per normal for Uptown Beach Girl last night? Yeah, 100%, Chris. Yeah, she uh, she did what she had to do. Um, uh, I think I've said it before. She's the type of 
mare, she just loves to run, she's born to run and, and she likes to show that off to everybody and that's basically what she did, did again last time. She sort of come back this time probably showing all the signs that she's gone to another level again, I think. Mm-hmm. 58.9 was the mild rate. She finished off 29.7, 28.5. Looked like Nathan had a half Nelson hold on her as well. Was the track just a little spongy with that shower activity that we had yesterday afternoon? Yeah, that would be right, Chris. And that was only her second hobble up. So um, I sort of expected to uh, not set, not set the world on fire, really. But um, she'll trial again next week. Uh, that that trial yesterday will sharpen her up, and uh, she'll go further next week. And then um, we'll probably line her up for a mayor's race on the 20th of May. Start her okay. off, I think. All right. Well, there's a lot to look forward to. She's now won the last four. And she's the fastest mare to race at Albion Park with that 51 clock in that she recorded last time out. It was only a short break. That race was back in early March, so she hasn't been away for long. But, you know, the early signs of a trial last night. She just looks like she comes back bigger and better every time she steps out. Yeah, I think what you said before, Chris, is 100% right. She, she is a powerhouse. In fact, sitting behind her, uh, it's quite scary sometimes, especially when she's, she's uh, a little excited. But... Um, it's it's great it's great to feel the power that she's got and uh, uh, it's really good to watch her pace. She's actually a lovely pacer too. She's so smooth. Um, so it's just just a matter of uh, keeping things under control with her. I think um, uh, she she seems to be able to run as fast as she'll train her to run. Okay. Well, I'm keen to find out what what your sort of program. I know you're keen on the mares races, but tell me this: a race like the Patron's Purse here at Redcliffe, she's trained on the track. Uh, she's eligible for this race. Would you consider that with Uptown Beach Girl, or do you want to just restrict her to her own sex? It, no, that's on the 16th of uh, June. I've got that pencilled down in her program, so um, hopefully uh, that one, the Redcliffe Mayor's feature the week after, I think it is, or the 24th. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got those pencilled in her program, so hopefully all going well. We'll be in both of those. She'd be a fascinating runner taking on the boys, wouldn't she? Given her recent form and, and how well she is at the moment. Yeah, that, true, true. Um, and we've seen her operate from the front end um, for most of her races, aren't, mainly because she's got the brilliant speed to, to take advantage of it. But I'd actually, I'm actually looking forward to seeing her driven with a sit um, when, when, when the time comes around with the, with the barrier draw uh, dictating that. Uh, because I... From track work, from her track work, she actually goes better, better sitting on on, on a helmet and, and sprinting. So and she chases magnificently. So uh, it'll be good to see her in a race where she actually does that. Mm. That's but, a scary that, thought, Johnny. Given how good she is when she leads, so to see her sat up, uh, that could be really scary. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you saw uh, when she uh, she took a while to understand the leading the leading game. Um, as we know, she was. Tending to wait for horses and then go. The last and the last little prep, she just she uh, she got in her mind that she had to actually go when the driver asked her to go. So um, yeah, all, all, all that considering, um, she didn't really know what she's doing and, and still winning races leading. Um, yeah, but definitely from track work, she definitely is a better horse chasing. So uh, it'll be good to see that. Okay, but the main aim would I be right in saying July fifteen, the Golden Girl, the Group One, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars mares race. Is that the main target? Yeah, that would be Chris. That's uh, definitely on the fifteenth, fifteenth um, of July. Yeah, that that'd be not like the grand final, but there's a few finals in between now and then. So hopefully we can we can knock a few of them off on the way. Um, mm. And the Golden Girl, obviously, I think 
will be a magnificent race, and hopefully we're still going well at the time. Yeah, I'm sure she will be. There's no question about it. What about the boys here, keeping them under control? The, the guys that race uh, Uptown Beach Girl, they're an excited bunch. So how are they handling it all? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good, Chris. Yeah, they're good. Um, they ring up about once a week just to ask, you know, see how she's going and want a photo. So, um, uh, yeah, they're, they're very excited to have a, a nice horse because, like the rest of us, you don't get those good horses that, that often. So... Um, which is why they probably decided to keep her instead of selling her to America for very good money. Um, because, as they said, they probably only spend the money on buying and trying to find another one. So, um, yeah, as we all know, it's, it's a really good ride when you get a good horse and they're enjoying the ride for sure. Excellent. It's good to hear. Hey, I've got to ask you about Kanye Crusader. You've got him starting on Saturday night. He's lining up the five in a row. Can you believe that, you know, he's in this sort of purple patch of form like he is right now? No, it's funny, I always, I always liked the horse, Chris, and when the opportunity came to train him, I, I sort of jumped at the uh, opportunity. Um, I think the barrier draws have helped a bit lately. Uh, when Lockie Manselman was training him, he did have a bit of a bad run on barrier draws. I, I've had a pretty good run with barrier draws. I think I've drawn three and two and whatever uh, for the last four starts, I think. So. But that all caught up this week because we've got barrier seven. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've anyway, mapped yourself. You've come up with seven, so it's the uh, extreme outside. So it's not going to be easy. No, no, it's going to be very difficult. You know, there's a couple of really nice ones in that race. So um, anyway, well, he'll be out there doing. He's a horse that tries extremely hard. He's he's got absolutely no dog at him at all, and he uh, just tries extremely hard. When they try hard, it's, you know, it's three quarters of the battle, if not more. And um, <laughs> he, he's, he's actually dynamite in front of. Even though I'd actually like to see him in front with a really good horse chasing him. I don't think they'd get him. <laughs> he doesn't like horses getting past him. Well, I'll put this to you then. So if he's in front, Uptown Beach Girl sitting on his back, who wins that fight up the straight? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I reckon Uptown Beach Girl will probably get him on speed. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll have to ask one day if it ever pans out and a bit of track work if they go head to head. But he is yeah. low flying, so well done to you and Maureen with the way he's going right now. But uh, a big challenge in front of him there on Saturday night. Overall, the team's going really well. Yeah, yeah, very happy, Chris. Yeah, but we've got a, a good program going at the moment, and um, and the, uh, all our help, you know, we get a fair bit of help, and all the help's great. So um, when everything's rolling along smoothly, it, it it tends to give good results, so um, hope it keeps going. Yep, absolutely. Well, we'll see her again next week. Another trial, and then she's ready to go. Uptown Beach Girl. Yeah, that'd be right, Chris. Yep. Awesome. Donnie, really appreciate the time. Uh, Continue, please. We'll see you trackside. Yeah, thank you very much. Donnie Smith joining Chris Barsby on mobile rolling. Chris, we spoke about Milton Pettit earlier. Um, called, remarkably called 41 Hobart Cups. I was just trying to think uh, and been doing a bit of research. Jack Styring called 55 Gumbauer Cups. Max Simmons in the West called 42 Perth Cups. Colin Hodges, 60 Gilkandra Cups. Des Hoisted, 22 Melbourne Cups. I wonder about a couple of others. I wonder if in 20 years you'll be saying Matty Young, uh, 30 Collie Cups. But uh, if any of our <laughs> listeners can think out there of others with, with great milestones behind the microphone, and uh, and Matty Young is joining us. How are you, Matt? I'm very well, Steve. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Chris. Max Simmons, that's legendary, isn't it? 42 Perth Cups. Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember him calling 
uh, Perth Cup of my memory, but um, my memory basically spans back to uh, Darren McCauley when he first got the gig over Max. But um, I may have heard Max call. I actually took over from Max from um, Broome. So I met him and had a couple of beers with him about a decade ago, and he was a really nice bloke. So um, he wasn't afraid to have a couple of beers during the meeting that he was calling. You wouldn't have heard, but Chris and I were talking about Magnificent Storm. Chris is pretty excited. He's going to lob for three feature races in Brisbane come July. Yeah, it's really exciting news. and um, I think it's the right move with him to head over there because I guess there's no mortgage that he has on these feature races over here. We've seen that, and he's a horse with tremendous ability, so... Why not have a crack? He's at the prime of his career and it just seems to be the right time for him to go over there and have a tilt at those big races. So uh, I commend the connection and uh, I wish him all the best. I'll be even more excited if he's got a uh, travelling companion. What are the chances with this news, Magnificent Storm heads east now, Matt? Does that sort of, you know, make your brother think maybe I should be getting on that same flight and heading east as well with Wonderful to Fly? Well, I believe so. I think um, speaking to Shane a week to ten days ago, he was he's pretty keen to travel with Wonderful to Fly if he can get an invite to the Rising Sun. Or um, and then of course, as you mentioned, they've got that one hundred thousand dollar mares race the week after. So uh, he is keen to get to Brisbane. Um, so no doubt that will help his travel plans. But um, with with an invite, it makes things a little bit easier travel wise to be able to get across there. Um, and then he would love to be able to get a start into the into the uh, uh, the name escapes me for for now the Eureka down in Sydney. Um, he'd love to get a race start in that, so he'd be happy to travel from Brisbane down to Sydney and then back across to Perth. So um, yeah, he he is very keen to travel. Speaking to him, and so he's just hopefully awaiting an opportunity. And just with the magnificent storm, he goes around next Friday night. Does he go around next Friday? Yeah, that night? was confirmed from the owner. He, he said he's going to run next week. Okay, because he was nominated for this Friday, and the race fell over. So I wasn't sure whether I saw in the story that spoke about the Memorial Day stakes. So um, yeah, I thought that was on Friday night coming up. But yeah, that's that's exciting. He gets to go around again here, so hopefully they can get a field to face up to him because now we're heading into winter. We're losing a lot of these free-for-allers to um, spelling and uh, Magnificent Storms obviously raring to go. So, um, I mean, I know if I had one that was good enough to run second or third to him, I wouldn't mind racing him. It's good money to run yeah. second and third and don't lose a mark. Matt, I read an article about the turnover figures on the Quokka were absolutely massive in comparison with races like your railway and, and Kingston Town Stakes and those big group ones in the summer. I dare say that Harness event was a pretty big turnover as well, the Nullarbor. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on the statistics behind everything um, with the Nullarbor and the Sandgroper as well, but... I think um, all three races attracted a great deal of interest uh, because of the Eastern States' interest in the race. And I think that's something that's been lacking from, uh, I would say, at least two of the codes, uh, Harness and the Thoroughbreds. Um, with, especially with COVID over the last few years, it's sort of really put a halt on 
uh, being able to get horses over here and connections and everything like that. The Greyhounds have still been able to pick up a few um, horses over the past few years to go into the Galaxy and also the Perth Cup. So um, with the turnover figures, hopefully it's it's been solid, it's been strong. I think um, speaking with Tab Touch officials over here in the lead-up to the race, I know that they were pretty keen to hold some money on Magnificent Storm, and I think they did. So, uh, and they weren't afraid to um, wind him out even after taking a fair hit. So they were, I think, holding a pretty good book going into that race. And uh, it's it's good to see that they were willing to take him on and um, at that shorter quote. Um, yeah, and they got the result that they were looking for, but hopefully the turnover really reads in the positive direction for the trots. Mm. Did you get a pin, Jerry, yesterday? Yes, I did. It was very exciting. Mm. Now, is it right that they finished off in 54-3 last half in that open-class trial? Yes, they did. They were going very quickly. So swing band led? Yep. So what's wonderful to fly run home in then? Uh, I'd have to clock it, but she's probably probably broken 54. And she's <laughs> she's gone exceptionally. So, um, yeah, she was a really nice effort. Um, I think Shane was a little bit disappointed on Friday, but he didn't want her to go to the breeze. So once she got in the breeze, then with Jocelyn, she got a little bit fired up and um, that's why they went so hard down the back and she just couldn't sustain it. So he's just looking to try and be a bit more controlled with her. And as we saw yesterday uh, in that trial, like she can sit on any speed. Uh, if it was fast early, she would have run over the top of them. And if it was slow, like it was yesterday, she can run that blistering last half that's required to get over the top of them or, or join them at the line. So look, I, I thought she was outstanding in her trial. She has got match fitness compared to shockwave and swing band, but um, at the same time, they were unbelievable times they were running home in. Mm. How did you assess uh, shockwave? I think he's going pretty well. Um, he, he's much the same as Wonderful to Fly there. I think I think the head margin between him and Wonderful to Flyers was just telling of race fitness. Um, he loomed up. They went the 27-3 down the back, and he really... Uh, loomed up and put his head in front and swing band who looked quite lazy with a lap to go um, and then I, d- I really don't think any of the three really knocked their horses around. I think Cole Simmington got into swing band a little bit but that's a bit more, uh, he was a bit lazy which is probably a big positive um, considering he was he was very keen and over raced quite a bit last preparation so he's gone the other side of things to the uh, polar opposite which is good but I thought Shockwave's trial was very strong and probably exactly the hit out that Ryan Bell would have wanted from him. Okay, so do you think they're ready to race now or do you think they'll give him another trial? No, they'll race. Uh, we spoke with Ryan Bell uh, after his last trial. So he was on Gloucester Park preview last Friday and he spoke about um, both having one more trial and then going to the racetrack. So we should see them race very soon. Okay. What about Never Ending? The, uh, the reigning two-year-old of the year, he's unbeaten. Uh, he looked like he got a little bit more serious yesterday. He did, yeah. Closed off in a quick section, 26.8 on the way home. And 
Um, look, Junior was shaking him up a little bit, but he was responding well. I think the horse in second, Otis, who I've always had a lot of time for, he's come back really well. So he was one to really follow out of it. And even Lady Xenia in the third was a nice effort. So those three completely streeted the rest of the field, but never ending was, uh, was really soft in his victory. And uh, no doubt with Justin Prentice, he'll have that two trials now. So he'll be off to the races soon, I would imagine. Okay, so a good transition there yesterday. Coming out of it, uh, plenty of stars. Wonderful to fly. RQ officials have got to get on the phone there to Shane Young. Gloucester Park tomorrow night, Matty. Ten races. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, look, uh, the meetings, it's a pretty competitive sort of meeting. I think... Um, well, I liked I liked uh, Mia Culper in the fourth. I'm just worried that it's going to be a little bit too short. So I'll I'll throw that one out. Race four, number two, Mia Culper looks uh, pretty hard to beat. Uh, but the big thing about that selection is you guys in Queensland will probably still be awake for it because my best bet is actually coming up in the last uh, race ten, number three, Hot Footed, who's got some really good gate speed, finds a suitable race, has got the speed to get across and lead, and from there. I think will win the race. So race 10, number three, hot-footed is my best. But uh, for the uh, punters who are looking to go to bed at a reasonable hour, race four, number two, Mia Culpa, looks uh, very hard to beat. All right, we'll take both. Race four, number two, race 10, number three. Matty, as per normal, really appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, guys. Stay on the line. We're going to play your animated broadcast of this trial that Chris spoke about yesterday at Pinjarra. 31, 62, 8. End of the back straight. In front. Swing bed. Shockwave. Gets within three parts of a length. In third place is a Hoka Titan. About to be joined and conquered now by Wonderful to Fly. And Mr. Versace's at the tail of the field. They put the match to the fuse inside the 600 and in front. It is Swing bed. Shockwave moved up stylishly on the outside and Wonderful to Fly is camped over them. The mare is not left too far away after a 27 and 3. And Mr. Versace is picking up some ground towards the turn. Shockwave in front. The inside swing bed. Wonderful to fly yet to tip and roll as they come into the straight. Shockwave the outside. Swing bed the inside. Wonderful to fly down the centre of the track. He's starting to get mobile. Shockwave down the outside. Wonderful to fly. Swing bed kicking. Swing bed takes the lead back now. Wonderful to fly. Flashing swing bed one. Beat wonderful Oh. That was a pretty exciting trial broadcast. <laughs> well done. Yeah, that was the eighth trial of the day. It was enjoyable, <laughs> and I stole one of I stole one of Chris's lines there. Uh, tip and roll. Yeah, well, I like match to the fuse. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that that's one that Hunter used a few times, but it wasn't one of his main ones in his repertoire. So I quite happily pinched that one. Chris came up with a cracker uh, early or last weekend, wasn't it, Chris? What was it? The rearview mirror one. Yeah, looking in the rearview mission, they're getting smaller. There you go. You'll have to use that one, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy. I'm, I'm always looking to steal lines from Chris because he's brilliant. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, well, hopefully, go. wonderful to fly, will make its way to Queensland. So if we get Magnificent Storm, that's great. But if we get wonderful to fly, that's double delight right there. Well, I will say with wonderful to fly before I sign off, uh, I think she could sit on anything in the country and stick on and um, definitely not disgrace herself. So I think um, her high speed is absolutely outstanding and uh, she sits on speed so well. She's just a beautifully well-rounded uh, racehorse and 
yeah, I'm really excited to see what she can do uh, this preparation. She's going to get beaten on more than one occasion because she's going to have to rely on her speed and sometimes races won't be run to suit. But I think for the most part, there'll be a lot of fearful uh, competitors that uh, will be coming up against her. Well, I, I don't understand. I don't know what RQ officials are waiting for uh, with her. Um, she's got an unbelievable record, proven big race performer. She's versatile. Mares are unbeaten in the rising sun. We've had two editions. Mares have won both. So why not get her over here? You get more horses from Western Australia, more more national coverage. That means more turnover. It's a no-brainer for mine. So um, hopefully that phone call won't be far away. No, it'd be great. And if uh, the phone call does come, then uh, I'll be making my way across as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might have. <laughs> You can I'm call already, one. I'm already putting in. I'm already putting in for holidays to see if I can get across. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get across and see her perform over there. And I think um, it's a great opportunity for Shane. He's never really had one that's uh, up to this caliber, and um, he's excited to be able to make the trip over east if he can get the invitation. So, uh, the ball, the ball is in racing Queensland's court. Yep, absolutely. We'll talk next week, Matty. Cheers, guys.